And yes. we as black women have to be educated. We have to live purposefully by knowing how to apply those health principles into our life so that we can live longer and beat the statistics as it relates to our health. Have you ever felt the stirring in your heart that you were called to do something greater than you are doing now? Or respond to a burning desire in your heart? Or maybe make a difference in a particular area or someone's life? Or is there a restlessness that stirs in your soul? Well, I'd like to welcome you to When the Moment Chooses You podcast. I am your host, Charlene Johnson, also known as Coach Charlene. This podcast will engage in compassionate, courageous conversations because I believe in your personal development, creating and inspiring destiny moments because every heartbeat truly matters. You will hear stories of change agents and trailblazers that dare to dream and not accept the status quo. Through hearing these stories, I truly believe that it will reignite the flame of passion and move you from just talking and thinking about it to actually being about it. We are all on our journeys of self-discovery. So be empowered as we inspire you to tap into the highest expression of yourself. Let's join the podcast. Okay, hello and welcome to When the Moment Chooses You, our brand new podcast. I am so excited today that we have Jessica McCall with us today who is going to be telling us about when the moment chose her. But before I get started, I really want to tell you a little bit about her. And she has a beautiful bio that I'm going to actually read, Jessica. So sit there in your glory as I read. And so Jessica has risen above many adversities to achieve prominent successes. For example, she is the first in her family to graduate from college at California State University, Sacramento, with a bachelor's degree in psychology. I remember that. And a minor in criminal justice. And the first in her family to graduate from law school at the University of Pacific McGeorge School of Law. And she passed the California bar exam on the very first attempt. So Jessica was admitted to the California State Bar in 2013. Congratulations, Jessica. Uh, Ms. McCall was admitted to practice law in all jurisdictions of the state of California in 2013 and admitted to practice law in the Ninth Circuit Federal Court District Court in 2014. In 2014, she worked as a deputy district attorney for about three years and subsequently a family law attorney. Currently, Ms. McCall is an attorney advisor for the federal government. She is deeply devoted to her community. She completed 900 hours of community service at the Boys and Gloves, uh, Girls Club, participated in breast cancer awareness events, and Relay for Life, taught law at Sacramento High School to disadvantaged students, and participated in many more community service events. Further, she has mentored women from various ages, age groups at the church she attends to at Calvary Christian Center. Furthermore, Ms. McCall has served in various leadership roles as a city delegate. In particular, she was crowned Miss Charismatic in 2002 for the Miss Cheerleader of America pageant, Miss Black Sacramento 2006, 
Miss Black Elk Grove in 2009, Miss Talent NorCal in 2011, Miss Bathing Beauty NorCal in 2011, Miss California and NorCal 2012-2014, California State Fair Talent Queen in 2014, Miss Cornish Christmas in 2014, Miss Nevada County Junior, Miss Northern California 2016, Miss Northern California 2017. Oh my God, Jessica, you are like the bomb. Uh, Miss Placer, California in 2017. Miss West Sacramento Heartshine in 2020 and 2021. Miss West Coast Agricultural America in 2021. Miss Black California USA 2020. And many, many, many more titles. I am so honored to have you here, Jessica. And this When the Moment Chooses You podcast is really designed to create and inspire destiny moments because every heartbeat matters. We have courageous, compassionate conversations with our audience because we unpack those special moments that called you into it. So, Jessica, welcome to the program. Thank you, Charlene. <laughs> I am so glad you're here. So as we begin to start like unpacking your story, tell us a little bit about, uh, I mean, I know you have tons of moments that called you into it, but share with us how it all started for you. What was your inspiration? How did it all start for Jessica? From just my life in general or? Um, just when you start feeling that moment that was calling you to do something different because you have that wonderful crown on your head. And I'd love to know more about that. Well, it started from my childhood. I grew up in an impoverished single parent household. And in particular, we didn't have a lot of nutritional guidance growing up. We didn't have much guidance, pretty abusive home, um, no structure. And so growing up, I seen a lot of poverty around me. Um, a lot of people didn't have a lot of food. And I wanted to, to do something different. I wanted to be a voice for my community in many aspects. So the first thing I started with is I wanted to go to school. I wanted to be an example. For my community. So I you know, went to a wonderful church that empowered me, uplifted me, inspired me to go to school. And at that church, I also came across a lot of women, people in the Black community. And the same thing I saw growing up, us eating our soul foods, you know, not really taking care of our health, not focusing on that. We, we love the Lord at our church, worship, praise, and talk about how we can succeed in life, but we really weren't really focusing on an issue in our life with our life. And so as life went on, of course, I worked hard. Thank Good to thank God to God. He um, gave me the, the tools I needed to go to college. He um, gave me a lot of work to get a lot of scholarships. Uh, one of the scholarships I got was over $50,000. Um, utilized those funds to go to school. Worked 15 plus hours to study each day, orchestrating study groups and um, going to student office hours. Despite going through homelessness and abuse at home, I you know still struggled to go to school and eventually graduate with honors and so forth. But as time went on, I started losing people around me. I started seeing people at church dying prematurely, my Black brothers and sisters dying. My aunt had breast cancer. I saw that my mom had high blood pressure. My sister had high blood pressure. And then I lost a friend who was 20. She was 24 when she learned she had stage four colon cancer. And then she died at 25, 25 years old. Her, she just had a baby. So her baby is now, doesn't have the mother. She just married the year before. So all these wonderful things happened for her. Just got married, was pregnant with her first child. And then during her pregnancy, she finds out she has stage four colon cancer. And after she gives birth, she dies. And then my, I myself, I myself 
had a health scare. I was went to the doctor, found out I had fibroids. And that was very significant because that can have, affect my fertility. And I started to realize there is an issue in the Black community. So many of us are dying so young. And it took me just seeing a lot of the people that mentored me at church start dying in their 50s and 60s. And I started saying something's wrong here because I'm noticing other counterparts who are in the Caucasian community living longer. But people in my community are dying. And I'm seeing a lot of people with high blood pressure. And I it just this, this passion in me just started birthing in me that I need to speak out about this. I need to do something about this. So I started researching. I just went online, Googling things, researching, getting books from different doctors to figure out what was the issue, finding out the statistics. And I found out that the, the two leading causes of death for Black women is heart disease and cancer. And then I realized when I looked at the CDC and American Cancer Society, and there were six key factors that they discussed a lot that we needed to implement in our life. And when I started learning those factors, I started applying it to myself first and my mother. And I got my mother on a regimen. Um, give, gave her guidance on her diet and started telling her, you know, you need to exercise, stuff like that. And I noticed her health improving, got her on some natural herbs. Um, her health started getting better. And then I myself became vegan, started applying the principles to my life, regularly exercising um, and the other six key factors in my book that I talked about. Um, and when I implemented my life, my health started getting better. Um, when I got my next ultrasound, the fibroids were starting to get smaller. That was improving. My health, of course, was really good. No high blood pressure. And in my age group, it was very normal in my family to get high blood pressure. So I was one of the only people that didn't have it. So I noticed, okay, something that I'm doing is right when I changed my diet. So then I got the passion to want to educate everyone and authored my, my book and disseminate that for free. I do online social media lives, workshops, and I also established my own Facebook support group to try to educate as many Black women as I can. Wow, Jessica, that is wonderful. So you actually are educating Black women to these six principles that you found out in the mm-hmm. book. Yes. Wow. So by the, for the end of the program, I definitely want you to tell people how they can get a copy of the book. But I'm wondering, um, has have you seen any differences in some of the girls that you're mentoring with their health? Um, I just now, I just disseminated my book a couple months ago. So the women that I've talked to so far, they said that they've found that the resources have been very beneficial to them. Um, they haven't gone back to their doctors to get checked yet to see if it's improved their health, but they at least have told me that they have benefited in learning and becoming aware of the issue. And they said that the tools have been beneficial to them now and learning what they actually need to do. For example, some people don't know how long they're supposed to exercise a week per week. They didn't know how many hours you're supposed to get in or how many minutes you're supposed to get in. That was really beneficial to them. Uh, one person said that learning the whole point of educating yourself and being your own advocate in terms of your doctors, the health screenings that we need to do. Um, sometimes you can go to the doctor and if you don't communicate your particular symptoms and, and do some quick Google research for yourself to say, hey, this is what I'm going through. Can you do these tests? Sometimes your doctors may not know how to help you. So especially in the black community, because we don't have equal quality medical treatment, sometimes we have to be more of our advocates. So the feedback that I've got so far is that they said it's been very beneficial for them at least to learn to be aware and now start applying it. So we haven't had them actually go out, get an assessment and see if the actual application has started yet for them. Because I just basically offered yeah, but, my book only a couple months ago, I think. Yeah, so. yeah, and congratulations for the book. Um, but I just, I, I read some of the book and it's absolutely amazing, actually, because those are like things I remember as a young person. I didn't do any of that because I went with, how I grew up. 
basically. I ate the same way that um, the, the rich, rich soulful, and I love soulful, but you have to do it in moderation and change it up a little bit to make it healthier. Um, but I was the same way. I just like ate whatever I wanted to eat. I did whatever I wanted to do. But then when I started going to nursing school, I saw this one uh, statement in the book that I was reading and it says most um, African-Americans uh, they established their disease processes while they're in their 20s by the way that they're eating because they think that they can keep eating this way and, and you know, be healthy, but you absolutely can't. So I really, really am inspired by the book that you wrote and the actually cause and the call to action that you really have uh, put out there for everyone. So thank you for that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Because I, I mean, I can totally relate. I told you before when I had reached out to you to be on the podcast, uh, I lost two sisters within two years of themselves and they were super young. One of them, my oldest sister was 55 and it was a heart attack. And my youngest sister was 44, another heart attack. Both of them had very unhealthy lifestyles. They didn't exercise. They didn't um, eat. I mean, they ate, but they ate that kind of stuff. And we know that we can't keep eating that way. And so when when that happened for me, I had to start checking myself, which mine was a little bit different because I went into the military. And so I went, I had an opportunity to learn different ways to eat. So I think that's kind of what saved me from how I grew up because I kind of got to California, start eating salads and, you know, things like that. And uh, every time I would go home, Jessica, they would be like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> They were like, why? I mean, we're not eating no lettuce. <laughs> and so it was kind of hilarious. But you do. People kind of talk about you a little bit when you align yourself up because you want to live. Right. You need to right? live. Yeah. Live. Not live. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. So I see the crown on your head, Jessica. And you're a lawyer. Now, okay. How did, how did, how did that work? A lawyer in the Miss California. Well, the wonderful thing is a lot of people don't realize that pageantry correlates with law. A lot of uh, friends that I know who are attorneys actually has, have a platform or a pageant background because pageantry yeah. teaches you to not only identify who you are, identify your purpose and how to accomplish that purpose, but how to competently and com articulate your passion to society, how to make a change in your community. And I've started doing pageantry in high school. And so I had to learn how to speak properly, articulate my opinion, establish and tell individuals what my goal are, goals are and how I plan to accomplish those. And those are some things as young people we don't really focus on. We're, we're out having fun, going to parties and stuff. But pageantry forces you to sit down and say, who am I? What do I want to do in life? What's my purpose? How can I make a change in my country, in my community, in my city? And, and because of that, it helped segue my career into being a, coming a lawyer. I actually grew up wanting to be a lawyer, but it trained me. I obtained, obtained training in pageantry to learn how to articulate, learn how to identify current events and controversial issues, and to communicate my opinion in a compelling fashion, which then segued me into becoming a great advocate as an attorney. That's wonderful. That is so wonderful. So tell me some highlights, um, or uh, let me just change that. Let me, has it been easy? No way. Girl, no way. You mean my whole life? My whole life? Uh, as I, no. <laughs> Talk to me. 
Yeah. I mean, you're a lawyer and now you're going for this title because what's the title that you're going to be going for now? I'm competing for the Miss Black USA title. And Miss Black USA title is a very unique title. As you've mentioned, you mentioned my resume and I've been in a lot of pageants, but this organization is very special to me because I get to be an advocate for black women. I get to be unapologetically black and stand in the position as a woman for all black women and advocate for issues that are plaguing our community. And the wonderful thing about it is we are embracing our intelligence. We are embracing the unique qualities of who we are from our skin tone to our figures, to our hair type. We can be who we are and not have to compromise that for anyone. And what makes it so beautiful is there are so many women that are in this pageant that have beat the statistics of our society that was once described in a negative way. We are we are now showing that we are educated, that we are taking position in high levels. We have doctors, we have lawyers, we have people who are running for mayor, people of all aspects, wonderful women who are all accomplished, all on one stage on August 6th, competing and vying for this title. But this title means so much to me because it's going to give me a national platform to speak to the Black woman face to face and tell them it's time for us to take back our health and extend our legacy. We have to be our own health advocate in our society. As, as you're aware, I know that you're a nurse yourself or a manager in the medical field. And yes. we as Black women have to be educated. We have to live purposefully by knowing how to apply those health principles into our life so that we can live longer and beat the statistics as it relates to our health. That is so beautiful. Boy, we need you. I, I am really believing with you that you are going to achieve that national platform and you're going to tell us how we can contribute in just a minute. Um, but I want to, I want to do this one thing and then, um, we'll move on and you can give everybody, um, information about how they can help you and how we can support you to, um, in that national platform, etc. But I want to hear Jessica's top three things. When the calling, when the moment did choose you, and I know you've had several moments, but when there's a calling on your life to be an advocate for something, to disrupt the status quo, to do whatever it is that you believe that you're called to do, what would you say three things that will help you in that moment? What are three things that can propel you into that moment so that you can seize that moment. So I just want you to tell our listeners, what, what would be your top three things that you had to do for yourself so that you can be where you are even today? You mean for top three things I did to accomplish or? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, just like basic things that we do. I mean, some people said discipline. I mean, but what were the three things for you that um, kind of Jessica's three things? Being humanitarian being tenacious and multi-skilled. Those three things. Humanitarian, having empathy for the issue that is plaguing my community. Seeing Black women dying left and right silently is what drew me to want to make a change. It was my heart. It was my heart for seeing my sisters live longer is what first gave me that drive inside. Tenacity, the nights when, I, when things may not be going well, or I may not be getting the feedback because some people don't want to hear what you have to say. They don't want to hear you talking about their health. They want yes. to talk about what is the next new hairstyle, where are we going to go party, or whatever. You know, where's my, what's the cute outfits, what, you know, style, fashion. But we don't want to talk about those serious things about our heart health. So sometimes getting rejection. So I'm a person that's very tenacious. I don't give up on something I believe in. So I have that drive in me that dated back from me being a child growing up in an abusive roach infested house 
constantly being abused as a kid and, and being homeless and only having my church to, to lean upon for my hope. And even through that adversity, fighting through all of that pain to graduate law school, college, pass the bar. And now this is my new mission to extend the life of my black sisters, to see them live long, to see them have healthy hearts, to see them in their 70s, 80s. I want to change that statistic. So that's what drives me. Multi-skilled is being able to communicate and articulate it. Because even though I may have the heart and the drive and I may have the tenacity, if I can't communicate and be compelling and to draw in my viewers, then I don't have anything. So that multi-skilled to be able to write my book, author my first ebook, and have good grammar and be clear. <laughs> Be very clear that they understand because some people, they don't want to sit and hear all these big words. They want you to sit and talk to them in basic, easy language. And then being able to be personable, that multi-skilled of being able to communicate on my social media lives, um, orchestrating my own Facebook health support group to give daily tips or any feedback if they needed a personal guidance in my Facebook group. So having those three key things, I believe, has helped propel me in my next step in my journey. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I was reading in your um in your book about mental health. And so uh that was a very important part. So can you tell us a little bit about mental health? Because it tends to be a stigma in our community. And so talk to me about that a little bit. I am so glad you talked about that. I've been on a mission to educate and empower the black community regarding mental health. In fact, I have a YouTube channel where I was Discussing because in particular in the black community, we've seen a lot of suicide rates this just this year alone. Chesley Chris, who was Miss Black USA, or it's not Miss Black mm-hmm. USA, she was Miss USA 2019, yes. took her life. Um, Ian Alexander, he's African American, he took his life. He is Regina King's son. Um, we've also seen just suicides all throughout the year. And the key thing is a lot of people struggled with Chesley Chris's life. They said, Oh, well, she had it all. She was a strong black attorney. She, you know, she didn't do it. Someone, you know, they, they, they had a lot of conspiracy theories. But the thing is about black women is we have this stigma where we have to be the strong black woman yes. because we face so much adversity in our communities. We have to be the backbone in our households. A lot of us are single parent mothers. So we sometimes have to be the mother and the father in the household. So we carry this image of strength on the outside when we're really hurting and deteriorating on the inside. And that exterior strength is what's really deteriorating the black community because the more strength you show on the outside and you're real and you're and you're hiding that and you're not addressing it, you're not getting the counseling you need and maintaining it, the more you're hurting and you're deteriorating in silence on the inside. And you feel as though you have no one to come and talk to. So what I've done is create an open platform to discuss it, especially in my book. I give key principles on how to uh, maintain your mental health on a daily basis. And there's a lot of compartments to that. Number one, having a healthy diet exercising, um, getting your, going to spa, just doing beautiful things, get your nails done, stuff like that. But having a therapist as well. That's one thing us black women, we don't like going to therapy. We don't like counselors. I mean, I talk about all the time. People are like, I don't want to go to a therapist, but you should at least have at least a therapist. Um, another thing, as I say, have a spiritual faith. I think that really has helped propel me in a lot of things. Having affirmations, speaking that life over you in your situations. But my book definitely has a whole chapter just outlining mental health. And another thing I think we need to do as a whole in the Black community is create a safe haven for people to talk about it. Because we don't. Always creating this exterior falsity of strength on the outside. When, like I said, we're hurting in the inside. And that is what's causing suicide because they feel they have no outlet. And when they do try to reach out to someone, they're mocked, they're laughed at, they're ridiculed, and they're told just to strengthen up. You know, or they'll say, oh, they'll, they'll just minimize the pain. But we need to start being empathetic to people in our community and we need to address it and we need to have 
empathy and sympathy. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it's so valuable what you just said, because as we continue, I mean, as you know, I'm a nurse, I'm a nurse leader and I get, and I actually work in uh, maternal child. So the mental health is critical, especially right after you have a baby, you're so stressed out. I mean, first of all, you're thinking about your finances and how am I going to take care of this baby? You may be doing it by yourself, like you mentioned. And so a lot of them are so stuck that they don't want to get the help. So we have to be very proactive and advocate for them sometimes when they can't advocate for themselves. So for you to advocate in such a way in your book is so amazing. And I'm just so excited about where this is going to take you because I truly believe until we start talking about it, that's why I kind of wanted to have this platform. It's time for us to start talking about certain things that may be uncomfortable, that may have a stigma attached to it so that we can actually be better because we are better together. And so when you as um, the your official title will be what? Mrs. USA, Miss Black USA. Miss Black USA in Jesus name. I'm claiming it. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that platform would just allow you to, I mean, and you articulate it so beautifully. I mean, I saw it. I saw the research that you did. It's very solid. So I encourage anyone to reach out to Jessica and get the information and get that book, especially if there's any young queens, African-American queens that are on this call listening, please reach out and find out how to get help. Because if you do it now, you know, at your young age, don't, don't forget that you, you, you're living every day. You make decisions that's going to affect your future. And this information that Jessica has in the book is really awesome. So Jessica, tell us how, um, we can get in touch with you. I mean, how can we support you, um, you know, as, as a listening body? Okay. Um, well, you can definitely get on my Instagram. I have two Instagrams. My main Instagram is attorney underscore jessica that's j-e-s-s-i-c-a underscore s so e-s-q so that is my instagram um you also if you go into that instagram and you click the link in my bio then the very second option is my book you can click that link the second option and just put in your email and you will get a free copy of that um also the first the first option in that link is my people's choice and that is very important, especially for California, just to vote for my people's choice. Um, each dollar is a vote. So if you paid five dollars, then that's five votes for me or ten, whatever you can afford. It would be I would be so gracious. Um, if I get the highest points for people's choice, then that automatically propels me up to the final round in the competition and I can have that closer chance to being crowned Miss Black USA. So that would be great. Another way to find me on Instagram is to go to my Miss Black California page, which is MS underscore Black underscore California underscore USA. And the same thing, I'll have the link in my bio to click to download my book or to vote for me for People's Choice. That is awesome. So I hope that everybody is going to chime on over there to Jessica's page. And Jessica, you are amazing. I am so proud of you. Um, I feel like I've just watched you grow into this beautiful diamond and now you're impacting so many different stages. I mean, you're doing law, you're impacting our community and other people as well, because there's other people that need to eat healthier too. So thank you for being the example. I really, really appreciate that. I really do. 
And I thank you for being on When the Moment Chooses You, because we see that you have responded to every destiny moment that has come your way. And we're extremely proud and looking forward to your future and the different things that you're going to do. So I'll leave it to you for some last words or last thoughts. And then we're going to close on out. All right. I'll just say if you need guidance and more support on your faith, your healthy journey, you can join my Facebook support group. So I have it for women that are open. The way to join that is, again, just to click the link in my Instagram bio. It's the third option. And you can join my Facebook support group that is hands-on, face-to-face. You can, you can talk about, you know, personal things you want to talk about. Um, also, I just do daily tips in there. I have daily, sometimes I'll talk about recipes or uh, smoothies you can incorporate into your breakfast or just daily exercise tips. So if you need a support group, I definitely have that also available for you. And I just want to pray that my sisters will really focus on our health and so that we can live longer and hopefully that's my prayer. <laughs> Yay, that's a great prayer. And I'm in agreement with that as well. Okay, so thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining the podcast. When the Moment Chooses You is a bi-weekly podcast where I not only discuss my own passion and quest for responding to those destiny moments, but I will also be sharing inspiring stories, tips, and tools as we navigate this journey of life together. As you can see, I will also be interviewing amazing guests and risk takers with stories that seize the moment and transform their lives and those around them. My hope is to share my passion and to build a community around creating destiny moments because every heartbeat matters. Find me on social media and I'd love for you to subscribe to my YouTube channel, like and share as much as you want to. Thank you so much. And what will you do when the moment chooses you?